This story is called The Accidental Vigil, a comedy by Aaron Steinmetz. I tried to pick the lock with a credit card, but it didn't work. At least not like it works in the movies. Figure the movies are bogus or the door-making industry figured out a way around that old trick. Either way, I won't be using that credit card again. So I was stuck. I'd done it again, locked myself out, and this time Karen wasn't around to bail me out. When he's no one left to call, what's a grown man to do when he's locked out of his apartment? Just sit on the front step and watch the birds eat leftovers from some discarded fast food bag, or the sun as it disappears behind the tree-covered mountains for an early sunset, or the homeless guy who mutters obscenities in his sleep. There's always so much to watch, so much to see going on at any moment of the day, and it was so engrossing, I didn't mind sitting there just leaning against the front door. Mine's a very simple apartment complex. The parking lot is square, and the light blue buildings that surround it rise only two stories. There's a covered parking spot for the tenants, and a few more uncovered spots thrown in for good measure. There are trees all around the complex, sometimes green, sometimes red sometimes naked in the cold mountain winters. It's a quiet complex, and I was fortunate to lock myself out in August, when it's warm by night and scorching by day. And the sun had set, so I dozed off. When I woke up the next morning, I was still leaning against the front door, and what little activity I'd observed the previous day was gone, replaced by a neighbor boy practicing his juggling and his kid sister watching him learn. He was so engrossing, I didn't even mind my numb bottom. After he and his sister went back inside, there came a bevy of birds to the giant oak tree near the entrance to the apartment complex. Each one seemed to have its own opinion about where to perch, and each one had no problem voicing its opinion. I laughed out loud at their exclamations. Before I knew it, it was evening again, and the stars were out in amazing splendor. And I think I saw a shooting star, though it may have just been a dream. Don't really remember, because I woke up the next morning a bit sore. That's when Catherine found me. She said she'd seen me sitting outside my apartment quite a bit and wondered if everything was okay. I told her everything was grand. I'd completely forgotten about being locked out of my apartment. She still seemed worried. She asked me if I'd had any food or water recently. To be honest, I hadn't even thought about it. She brought me some leftovers and a few bottles of water. They lasted me through sunset, that glorious evening show, and the follow-up sunrise the next morning. It was pure bliss. I'd even forgotten about Karen. I've lost track of how many days went by. Sorry, never was good at the counting. That was Karen's thing. I forgot about my job, too. Didn't find out I lost it till Jimbo came by to check on me, see what was wrong and all. I didn't mind all that much losing my job because the juggler was back and he was getting better. He even had the two-in-one hand thing going. Jimbo wanted to know how I was taking Karen leaving me. I told him the juggler was getting better. He showed up a little later with some food as well and joined me for that night's sunset. We chatted a bit, but he wasn't the least bit interested in the pigeons fighting over a fast food bag. He kept wanting to talk about Karen and how I was doing, completely irrelevant stuff about feelings and reactions and moving on. I I don't remember everything. The stars were back, and they were fantastic. (laughs) 
Karen showed up mid-morning the next day, told me what I was doing was childish and stupid, that no dumb vigil would bring her back. I couldn't figure out what she was talking about. A vulture was circling around overhead, and I was trying to figure out what it was watching. I think it was a squirrel, because he seemed to be over the parking lot, where a lot of people feed the squirrels, increasing their population to record numbers. Though I can't really be sure because the sun was in my eyes. Karen said a very bad word and left. Catherine kept me fed and watered. I don't understand why she was so worried. I was enjoying the outdoors so much. I'd never been happier. Between the birds in the air and the people in the complex and the stars at night and the sounds and smells and warm atmosphere of the outdoor complex, I really wondered why I even had an apartment. A news crew found out I was sitting there. Jennifer Waters herself interviewed me. Catherine said they ran the story that night on the news. Apparently, a lot of people found out how great the outdoors is at my complex because a whole bunch came out to hang out with me. Some of them held signs that read, Come back, Karen, for some reason, but I don't know why. Guess they were friends of hers and wanted to enjoy the scenery. Didn't really matter. The juggler had begun teaching his sister. More people showed up to watch the world around us, and they started inviting other friends. One guy held a sign that read, Take me back, Becky. And one other one held one that read, I stand with the parking lot patron. Don't know who the parking lot patron was. Probably the juggler. Some folks brought a barbecue and we all ate well. They even brought me my food so I wouldn't have to get up. Good thing, too, because I had lost all feeling in my legs for some reason. Someone must have called her because Karen showed up again and she had this worried look. I wanted to get up and greet her, tell her about the cloud that looked like a giant abalone and the worms that crossed the sidewalk that got cooked in the sun and the ants that came to clean them up. I wanted to show her the bee that had pollinated the flowers next to me, but my legs wouldn't work. Couldn't figure out why. She helped me, though. Karen was always good at helping me out. She had a key to my apartment. Karen helped me in. She apologized for leaving me all alone, told me she wouldn't leave me again. And for some reason, everyone outside cheered. This episode of Start Somewhere was written by Aaron Steinmetz. For more information on Start Somewhere, head over to startsomewhere.net. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Start Somewhere. Expect the next episode at your own risk.